Lord, I'm going to say Benji Webb been on the place. Now watch this Benji Webb's happening podcast. Coming out to South Wales. Bring up Sean Smith. You're done in other business. Love you. Benji Webb from Double Assessor. Right? So you saying, bruh? Let me turn this fucking shit off when it does my head right in. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. You're listening to Southern Podcast. Sapnin! Sapnin! You are listening to episode 194 of Sapnin Podcast featuring myself, Sean Smith, and my good friend, Morgan Richards. Yes, it's me, Morgan Richards, and this is a warning, uh, warning, warning, warning for an episode of Roots, Rock, and Riots. Um, right, next time me and you were in a room together... <laughs> Right? That was so bad that nobody gets out alive. Ah, oh, I did feel a lot of pressure on this one. Oh, you fucking fuck. <sighs> I, I bet you knew. You, right, you wrote that down and didn't say it in the first one because you knew my, I'd have a fucking comeback for it and then you'd be like, oh, is it right then? You fucking bastard. Yes, this week's, yes this week's guest is Skin Dread, but most importantly, at the moment, Dub War frontman, DJ, and unbelievable giant personality, and one of the greatest British Jamaican frontmen of all time. And yes, I'm including Robert Marley in that. This week's guest is the beautiful Benji Webb from Skindred and Dub War. Yes, the mayor of Newport, if you ask me, and one of the biggest personalities you'll ever meet. He's comedian-type funny and someone who spent a career connecting people with his love for punk, metal, reggae, and simply good vibes. Skindred has spent the last 20 years inspiring audiences around the globe, becoming the ultimate festival party and Benji's original band, Dub War, have just made a return with their first new body of work in 26 years. That's how long I've been alive. Wow. <laughs> That's so, sorry, sorry, Benj. Don't make you feel old. Uh, with Westgate under fire. And everything this man does is a passionate project. So he invited us to his lovely home in Newport, to record this on a very sunny day, it was shining, stories were flowing, and we just had smiles all around. And Sean, 
It's apparent that our love for Benji is massive, but Skindred dub war bands that you've really loved growing up with. Oh, yes. Unbelievable. Um, I've been lucky enough to see both bands a couple of times. I saw Dub War in a different iteration a couple of years ago, I think. Skindred, like you said, the perfect festival band. It doesn't matter if you're into rock or metal or reggae or pop or any of that. They will manage to get you going. However, whatever you're into, I'd imagine you could be deaf and blind. And Skindred would still be a good time. <laughs> you would be a bit, you would be a bit scared when somebody starts ripping your top off halfway through the set, like to be like, "You got to swing this!" But the new double record, it's out as we record this. It is number twelve in the midweek charts, mm. and so we are hoping that Dubbo get their first ever top forty album today. Yeah, it'd be a huge celebration if so. But this really conversation, we talk everything about the return of Dub War, why it felt like the right time, signing to their original label, everything going on with Skindred and just the connection they've built over the last two decades, bringing people together, appreciating life and people around it. If they'll ever actually headline download, which a lot of people are calling for, and just some mad stories, including Paul McCartney, Rob of Metallica, and one of the best sentences Sean has ever heard in his life. Unbelievable. What a story. What a life Benji's led. And you wouldn't see him on stage, you'd think he was fucking 31. If that. Like the energy, the fucking confidence, the fucking brilliance, the ability as well. It's, that's the thing. It's like, you could be a good front man and have absolutely no singing talent whatsoever. Hello. <laughs> but then you could have that and be able to sing and rap as well as Benji can. Ah, I'm green with jealous fucking rage right now. But thank you very much to Benji for inviting us to his palace in Pill in Newport, where we got to experience what it was like to spend a day with royalty. We had a great time. He's got a beautiful home. And it was good to see some of the things that he's um, acquired. From mm. venues, shall we say? Mm. Wink! Good Wink. good wording there. Good wording. Thank you. But Alleg yeah. He's allegedly acquired, <laughs> according to my lawyer. <laughs> but we felt very lucky doing this. This was a great time, and we really appreciate it. And to continue this podcast happening each and every week, please go and check out our Patreon page, patreon.com forward slash sapnin. Over there, there's a load of extra bonuses, never before released podcasts, and you get included into a wonderful community of people who just help us make this every week and are the best humans on the planet. But enough about us. Let's hear some of the maddest stories you will ever experience. This is Mr. Benji Webb of Skindred, Dub War, and all your favorite bands on episode 194 of Sapnin Podcast. Got a lot of love for Benji. Sapnin! Sapnin! Oh, I really revved up into that one, didn't I? What's happening? What's happening? Yes. Our guest this week is singer, songwriter. He's definitely in the top three frontmen of all time. That's, fucking, that's, 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 that's big shoes, bro. Big <laughs> shoes. Sometimes I think people are taking a piss. Like, no, you know what I'm saying? No, no oh, he's fuck fucking Benji. No, but um, yeah, no. honoured, mate. Honoured that you should say that. Literally, the inspirational 
Benji Webb of Dub War and Skindred. Yes. How are you? I'm good, you know, bro. I mean, it's nice to be back rocking and rolling around the world, you yeah. know, well, around Europe anyway for the minute, like, you know, but yeah. And, you know, the Dub War things fucking come from the back to the front and it's like, I don't know what to do. I mean, me and Richie been writing, we wrote music from when Dub War finished. We always been in each other's life and... We said we'd do a dub war thing a little while back. I don't know if you want to talk about that. We did the dub war gig, a couple of them, and it was really good. It was really, really good. And Mikey Gregg, who sat in for Ginge, uh, was the original drummer, um, was doing a great job. And we just started going in the studio, now and again, just writing stuff and working on it. And um, pandemic hit. We wasn't going to do the album like that, but we, th- we were going to do it over a period of time when Skin Dread had a break kind of thing. Yeah. But no, it's pandemic hit, and... I wrote the whole new Skin Dread album, which is called Smile, by the way. Nice. Um, but the good thing about this, we signed to Earache Records. Mm, Skin Dread signed to Earache Records. And Dub War originally was with Earache Records. Wow. So when I, I suggested, like, do you fancy having a, <laughs> another Dub War record? <laughs> yeah. Diggy was like, nah, at first. I was like, it's bastard. <laughs> well, you don't own it. He said, I'm interested in, in, in um, Skin Dread. I'm just really interested in Skin Dread. I said, oh, cool. So anyway, someone else was dating us and all of a sudden he got jealous and went, what, what's going on here with this? Uh, you talking to this label? I said, well, you know, he said, you know, would it be easier if you all just have all the albums dubbed whatever done in the same, in the same stable? And I thought, yeah, that makes fucking sense. Like, you know, so yeah, so Digby just gave us a couple of quid and said, I'll put it out. Nice. But we had a few ra- songs which we recorded like Fun Done, which is, um, we recorded that for record day about 2016. We just thought we would do something different. So we recorded that. Then we recorded another song for Halloween, which is called Making a Monster. And then we went in, we did about four or five songs with, with um, um, Mikey Gregg on drums. And Mikey was cool. But Mikey travels a lot. I don't know if you know Mikey Gregg. Yeah, he Krupa. does a lot. Yeah, yeah Krupa. Mikey Krupa. Just been out with uh, one of One Direction. One of the ones for Louis, I think his name is. Yeah, yeah he went out with him. He's, he's still out there now doing it. So he wouldn't have been here anyway to, to, put, to promote the album. And um, I didn't really want to, to get a member in the band as such. You know, I mean, the three of us are quite capable of fucking killing each other without another person, <laughs> without another person being there. Like, so we just thought we'd get different drummers. And I said, you know what? I know. And then when the pandemic hit hard and we were just doing like, Richie would do a little drum beat, send it to me, send it to Jeff. And it was just a circle of the three of us going in there. So I said, you know what? I'm going to fucking ask Mike Borden. In fact, I'm going to ask all the drummers I know. Yeah. <laughs> who like, but I only wanted the ones who actually like, what I do, like, you know yeah. what I mean? Not just, oh, Dave Lombarda. I'm the guy, the black guy from Skin Dead, man. I didn't want to do that. I wanted to go, Dave from fucking El Nino. I know you, you can't come and fucking play to, you know, fucking yeah. Mike Borden, you know what I mean? And that vibe. But I reached out to him and bro, as I reached out to them people, they all said, you know what? Cause I knew they wouldn't be doing nothing during the pandemic, especially for drummers, you know what I mean? And, um, yeah, Mike Borden first, first I phoned Mike and he's like, yeah, man, you know, I, you know, I'm not feeling it, man. I said, you haven't you're the fucking... <laughs> <laughs> That's Tell a bad me you feeling it. <laughs> fucking negative bastard. <laughs> and then, yeah, I said, like, we're having another go. You we're having another go. Yeah. I, said, I said, look, I said, be like that. I said, you're going to let this fucking thing defeat you, you bro. You're just gonna let you're gonna go down with the ship, you bro. And I put the phone down. I said, all right, Mike, don't, don't bother them, man. Fuck it. You know, <laughs> 10 minutes later, I'm in, bro. I'm in. <laughs> I mean, this thing ain't fucking defeating me, man. I said, there you go. That's the attitude. So we sent tra- uh, a track called Get Back Up to Mike and he did that track and we see on the other side. So we got Mike to do that one. He was cool. He was a good story. We asked a few others who were busy at the time. Um, uh, we asked Dave from El Nino. He's a good friend of mine. He's been since 
Skindred was on tour with P.O.D. back in the days wow. with a friend of mine. Yeah, um, we actually did a song called Crying Clowns with Mikey Dolan and Jamie Miller from Snot. Snot. Yeah, so it's like double <laughs> snot. And the first time I went to America, I was, you know, hanging out with Snot. We tore the whole, yeah. with Lynn Strait and all that fucking groovy stuff. Uh, we got a friend of mine who, who loves Chinese food. Me and him go for Chinese. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I tell you what, bro. If it wasn't for fucking sweet and sour balls, chicken balls, I don't think me and him would talk like, you know. And that's Tanner Wayne. And um, Tanner was in a band, some sort of emo yeah. kind of band back in the day. But I fell in love with Tanner Wayne. And I've been in love with him. And um, <laughs> now he plays for a band called In Flames. Nice. Um, yeah, so Tanner Wayne played on Celtic Cross. Uh, it's called Celtic Cross, but it doesn't mention a Celtic Cross in it once. <laughs> but it's but it's a cool tune, and like you know, like I said, sweet and sweet and sour chicken wow. balls brought us together all over Britain. <laughs> that's talk. true love. That's yeah, true that's love. That's yeah. how it goes. Like, but, yeah. Man, like I feel like I was going to mention with this. It feels like this is such an exciting project for you to bring Dub War back in a lot of ways because you know this is the first proper record of new music you guys have done together in like 26 years right, yeah it's been a while so in a way does it feel quite like sentimental bringing it back and having it on the same label uh, and well just I think kind that of- I think having it on the same label and having the same kind of management dealing with it is a blessing because I don't think I could have done this if any, if it was on another label because there's that clash you know there's that big clash but it's very sentimental I had to fucking scrap with Richie Glover <laughs> Proper scrap out the back, like, um, to put Stay Together on the album. Because we did a cover of Al Green's Stay Together. And that's, you know, it ain't, it ain't a singer or anything, but that was, like, something I've always wanted to do, and I wanted to do it. Like, Jeff Rose, for me, is one of the greatest guitarists of all time. I've played with some of the motherfuckers out there, and Jeff is good, humble, and monster, you know? And when I... I, I would say, work the chords out to that, Jeff. <laughs> and he was like, fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> you're killing me, you're killing me. Like, but he did it, and I thought, Richie, and we got it together, and we did Let's Stay Together, the Al Green classic, and I I think we did we did it justice you know it's a good vibe so this album is sentimental and that old, the old guy on the back of the album people might see if you look at the picture what's important the westgate under fire is taken from a mural that was in newport town yeah. and this is a mural that sort of i never understood when i was a child what was going on it was just a bit of weird artwork on the wall and it's only in the last honest in my ignorance in the last five years that i've been tuned into the um the westgate situation with the chartists and stuff yeah. You know, so that's that. That's what I wanted to model the, arm, the artwork on. And this guy here, uh, that's his name is Sir Francis Lodge of the Subway in Newport. <laughs> <laughs> and he used to sing like Pavarotti and fucking um, um, uh, that, that, that Italian vibe. Yeah. And, you know, and he did it really well. He wasn't fucking great. <laughs> but he did it well and he was a Mac of Newport. So I thought yeah. I'd put him on the Dubber album as a, as a tribute and his monkey. Mikey's um, Cooper sticker on there as well. So it's like this album like means so much to us. And the Chartists, that you know, they they um they were the first person to scream for democracy in the UK. And I thought that's something that Newport should celebrate. You know, so that's Mm. why I call it Westgate and the Fire. Plus Westgate and the Fire sounds like a Clash album. (laughs) It does. (laughs) You know, it sounds like Joe Strum and the album. (laughs) Oh, I found just track and drum strummers like uh, Westgate and the Fire. And it's just it's just the Clash. I love the Clash. I mean, I think what they did for music. They basically, if you had to say Ross, Skindred and Dubbo, I'd say we are the bastard sons of like the Clash. Like that's that's I in my mind watching that, bringing that sound of Jamaica and bringing that sound of the UK and the, like the rebel music together. That's what I do. What I do, you know what I mean? And make it like that. Have you ever had any chance to meet anyone from the Clash? I met Joe Strummer, and it was really cool because I was um, backstage in a little festival in um, Exeter. You was there, weren't you? Yeah, I was in a little festival in Exeter, and um, Joe was there and I was like, wow, fucking hell, it's just so I went up, uh, I said, 
um, all right, John. <laughs> and he went, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, Tabo, Newport. Fuck off. Wow. Uh, yeah. Bro, that's I amazing. Yeah, I had him as that's well, bro. Best. Just, bro. And that's exactly what he said. Tabo, Newport. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tabo. Yeah, I was like, bro, I was like, well, that was cool. And now and then we had a little conversation, but I didn't want, because I didn't want to fanboy him too much. I just thought I'd leave the man alone. Yeah, so I met Joe there. I seen, also seen him in, in, um, <laughs> it was fucking great, actually. I was talking to Robert about something in Newport, right, backstage at the, uh, remember that beautiful club in um, the, um, the Sunset, uh, the House of Blues? Yeah, remember that? It was a really cool place in, in Los Angeles. And I was, we went to a, a, a Mandalorian concert. Not That's the wrong fucking name I was getting into. <laughs> Whatever band he had last, anyway. We went there. And I was talking to Robert about something in the, um, in the green room afterwards. And <laughs> fucking great. He goes, I use, oh, I thought it was you. Newport. <laughs> <laughs> fucking hell. Class. I look and Joe says, yeah, man, yeah. You guys doing anything? So I'm with, with this new band now, Skin Dread and blah, blah, blah. He said, oh, like, you hear that? Brilliant. Nice. Oh, wow. So uh, that was like, you know, but when someone who I say, like, oh, I want to do that reggae rock thing that the Clash and do, and I want to do that and do it with any, by any means necessary with the punk and the dance and fucking whatever's cool and vibing, the dubstep, all that shit. I want to do it, but like the Clash kind of thing. And that's all I've been doing for all these years. For when Joe says, Oh, Newport, is it? Oh, we're good. That's you unbelievable, yeah. man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Good vibes. He thinks of you, he thinks of Newport. Yeah, I'm in there, like, King, King, of, Newport, like, yeah. King of Newport. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's the thing. I think a lot of people just kind of see you on stage with whatever band and feel like it's such a fun-loving environment. Obviously, you love to get everyone involved and, and have a laugh. But, like, would you consider yourself more of, of a punk kid in that kind of regard then? or Because, obviously, you're into so many different elements. I don't know, punk metalhead dread you know i just i don't put a finger on it like that as such i mean for me i mean being a free spirit is more important than being putting a fucking clothes peg on yourself whatever the fuck they call it you know but i just feel like if i dig punk rock and i want to wear fucking bondage i'm wearing them and if i want to wear a bob marley t-shirt or a dennis brown shirt as much as i'm into pantera you know i mean i'd love to get bob marley to sing for pantera you know what i'm saying that's the kind of vibe that's what spurs me on music the, like i sit on fucking youtube for hours Listening to mashups, bro. <laughs> you know I, mean? I was literally, and I love that shit. You know what I mean? Yeah, man. Speaking of Pantera, here's a moment. Do you remember where you were the day that Dimebag Dow died? I got a good one, bro. <laughs> I gotta say, I got a fucking good one here for you. Yeah, well. All right, so we get, we're touring America in the bus. Ooh. Because that's how it feels for us. When you got a bus in America, we're doing all right because yeah. we've done a couple of fucking van tours, bro. <laughs> yeah. So I think, yeah, we're on a bus and uh, we stop at Denny's. Lovely morning. Fucking, you know, we've had, we had a great show. We fucking played. I can't remember if it was playing with Seven or something, but it was, the tour yeah. was going well. It was Chevelle. Was it? It was know, Open Hand. Who else was it? Chevelle, Open Hand. Well, I know, yeah. yeah I, go on. I know we, we talked with Chevelle, didn't we? Yeah, yeah. Chevelle, I think it was Chevelle headlining because they had the motorbikes on the bus. Yeah, Chevelle headlining, you guys open under opening because I turned up. You was there as well. Was you, I, you was at that show. That show. Fucking hell, there you go. I thought it was fucking seven deaths. And, and yeah. he, knows, he knows more than me. Yeah, because, yeah, cause, yeah, that was yeah. the first time I ever went to America, 2004. Well, I remember seeing you in America. And, yeah, yeah, I remember seeing and, you. Um, yeah, I and Brian with, Johnson was there when yeah. we were there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we yeah, I went out there with Lost Profits. Yeah, and then, yeah, um, yeah. yeah we, we turned up that That's day. That's right. And, and was, that was, yeah. uh, that was um, group. So the Dimebag thing happened with me. I was... Um, Corn. 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 Was Corn? There you go. Chevelle. Who else was there? Corn. Chevelle, you guys, Lost Profits, Open Hand. I d Lost Profits is just that added was a, themselves That was on. a sweet something. They called it, it was Clearwater. 
Yeah. In in um in fucking in, in Florida. Because that's where Brian Johnson turned up as well, wasn't it? Because it was a, one of them radio shows. Yeah, ah, that was the next day, I think. Was it? Pensacola, I think, was. He's good, man. He's done his research. Yeah, check this out, right? My first time in America, and I'm around fucking Lost Profits, one of my favourite bands. Skin Dread, yeah. one of my favourite bands. Corner, one of my fucking favourite bands. <laughs> I loved a load of Chevelle songs. There you are. And then I'm there, the fucking... That's, you know, see that kind of little things like that? That yeah. makes life good for me. I can't complain about life. And that's the kind of stuff that makes me go, go on. Yeah, and fucking then fucking December, yeah, December the 19th, 2004, Woo! I'm in fucking Pensacola. That's how we do it inside the place. Big up! Now what's this happening, bruh? What's happening? You know what I We're celebrating... Sean's first time in America. What was it? Sean got the vibes in the place. We're doing it like this. Watch right, wood boy, 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 boy. Step up. Yeah, man. Oh, that's a first. So anyway, so you're in America. Dan's on his haircut like Annex. Is he fucking copying you? I know he is. Right? So that's your. That was the. I remember that gig well. But anyway, so the morning we don't. We're on a bus. We're on a yeah, fucking bus. So the morning now, I'm in the in. We say let's go for to Denny's. You know these motherfuckers. I love Denny's, but they're like, yeah, you like Denny's, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, come on, boys, go to Denny's. Well, we went to Denny's. Funny as fuck. So we get in there, and it's us and a couple of the uh, American crew. So we're doing the table, and um, I, I think I fu- it was one of them moments I actually seen it on the television. Mm. I'm in Denny's, and the telly's on, and me and the boys are all we've had breakfast. And during the breakfast, as it comes, the girl's like, you know, she's friendly girl, the southern girl. And she and, and we watch that and like some of the boys can't eat, they can't, they gotta go back to the bus and some of them wanna go for a walk like and stuff. And I say, oh, well, I'm you know, I'm a fucking pig, I'm gonna eat my food anyway, <laughs> boys, yeah. you know what I mean? So I sat there and I had my food and they, they all left their um tips and whatnot and their money for their food and they went off. And the girl came up to me and I'm looking, I'm thinking, man, I've been to that club when that guy got shot. I can see how easier it is that if you wanted to kill somebody in that situation, you know, they didn't search and nobody to go in there, blah, blah, blah. You got all that going on, like, you know what I mean? So I'm thinking, wow, could be anyone, like, could be, you know, to do, you know, I've been to that club. And that's what was freaking me out the most. Like, it wasn't like, it was someone I'd met recently, someone I'd met been shot, you know what I mean? And it's like, wow. I mean, I, I think that's the first for me. You know, I've had people die on me before, but not, and I, and you know, Pantera, you look at Pantera as such a big, band you know even from when i first started like you know playing music i love pantera and um i'm there now and i'm you know the girl's cleaning the glasses and whatnot and um she says like do you know that guy i goes yeah 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 she said i thought you guys were musicians wait where you all from she cleaning the glasses i goes uh, we're from the united kingdom she goes the united kingdom is that in africa <laughs> oh, what? <laughs> I said no. Like, I actually God. just fuck. I never even laughed. I just went, no, darling. It's, it's, it's in the. It's in Britain. Do you know Britain? She goes, yeah. I thought, well, it sounds like it sounds like it could be in Africa. <laughs> Fucking. Yeah. And that sort of like made me go. You know what? Fucking South America. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and and you know that was the day. And the reason why I remember that with the whole thing, that was the that was the situation. I mm. still ate my food, fucking greedy <laughs> bastard. The boys couldn't eat theirs. They left their tips and went out. And then that girl fucking asked me, "Is that in Africa?" <laughs> Fuck you. Know what I mean? So, yeah, I remember. Yeah, I just remember being out there because after the show, we like we watched the show, and. Yeah, I was just outside and I just... Because Corn had three buses, I think. Yeah. And then sideloading. The ones Ooh, that open the pop-outs, out. they call oh. them, bro. We had one once. 
And sweet. we had the best fucking driver ever, bro, in America. We had about three or four weirdos, but the one was fucking... He, I, I, do you know some people you meet and you meet for that three-month period and you don't... like this? I don't even think... I could, he could be dead or whatever, but he, he made such a mark on me, this yeah. driver, and he was so cool, man. Yeah, he was so cool. What was his name again? No, fuck knows. But um, I know. What was his name? He's got a Nick Dave Cassidy. Kevin Cassidy, that's his name. Oh, yeah, Kevin nice. Cassidy. Yeah, you got like a country singer's name. <laughs> yeah, <right? laughs> sounds it. Sounds it. Who's fucking from Chicago or something? But he was really good. Man. Yeah. But you've you've got a, a, a career of so many stories like that and experiences and meeting people. I'm sure just like when you look back on it, there's so many little characters you've met along the way. Yeah, man. I met a guy life. said to me once, "Hey, y'all from England?" I said, "Yeah, I got family." I said, "Where you got family, bro?" I got, let me think now. He goes, I got family in Chippenham. What? <laughs> 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 I thought it was fucking great. And he, that, that story, I tell that story all the time because yeah, yeah. it's the way he goes, I got family in Chippenham. Yeah. <laughs> and he was really proud to say yeah. it. Right, 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 right. You say it fucking wrong. Yeah. <laughs> He's chipping on me that cunt. <laughs> yeah, yeah, them stories I got millions of. Bro. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, I saw you. Um, I won't say on what tour, but I saw you somewhere once. Catch uh, me out now, and you see. No, 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 just talking about you, bro. <laughs> Nothing good, man. Right? Yeah, and it was, it was fucking... Yeah, yeah. Bro, I have cried about four <laughs> times since yeah. I remember it now, right? Just, just talking about you, bro. Just talking about you, bro. see his face Nothing as well. Nothing good, man. Yeah, well... Yeah, I just fucking he, kept walking. I was like, you don't even know, you fucking... Pr- I know, you never... And you wouldn't care. Yeah. He heads up his ass half out, his fucking feet are dangling out. <laughs> oh, bro. I have, I have laughed so fucking much That's at good, that fucking man. story. You know what? I've, I've been on the road. I like to be... Well, if you know, look, I said, look where I live, man. I live in a fucking, like, a rundown neighborhood, bro, but I fucking want to bring the magic here, like, you know what I mean? And I like that. I like, like, some boys in the band, like, they, like, we're playing Bedford the Squires. They're like, oh, I'm like, dude, you know, I love that. That's, that's the kind of stuff I enjoy. I enjoy the underdog story, you know what I mean? And it's like, I ain't afraid to tell those fucking people who think there's something. It's like, you know, the same person you said, I, I said to him the other day, I'm like, mom. Paul McCartney, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> I met Paul McCartney and he was really nice. <laughs> really nice. What's wrong with fucking you? That's the thing. No one's got an excuse if Bro, you've met one of the Beatles. You know what I mean? I've yeah. met Paul McCartney and he was lovely. He says to his missus, come here, love me. This band, yeah. Love I'm like, what? The missus come over one, one leg, hopping over, the, hopping, hopping, hopping across, hopping across, <laughs> hopping across Heathrow. Yeah. <laughs> And he, she came over and he introduced her. He asked me my name. He sort of used reverse psychology because I'm stood there. He's carrying his own baggage in fucking Heathrow, right? And I'm cool with that. Like, I mean, I think I think that's pretty cool because he he ain't got to do that. No, no, no. He, got, he got so much peasing. That just yeah. showed me how fucking thrifty he is. You know what I mean? Because I'd have some other fucker doing that. For oh me. yeah, you wouldn't even need to see him if it, no, yeah. he could just fucking slide yeah. in and slide up. No one yeah. would know. Anyway, so he's in there. I see him. And my mate who's from Newport at the time comes up. He goes, oh, fucking Paul McCartney, is it, bro? Oh, fucking hell. Like, and Paul McCartney goes, I, yeah, mate, yeah, mate. He said, look, right. And he goes, let me take a fucking photo. This is before our fucking phones, bro. This God. is like when you really had a camera. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you had to click that shit, one of them, right? He said, let me take a photo. Paul McCartney says, no, I don't want to take a photo because we'll have loads of people all wanting photos as well. But what I'll do, I'll shake your hands. 
Class. Fuck. What a nice. fucking fucking the go going. Hey man, fuck you. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And when you meet when you meet people, I'm, I give people a best of three. If I meet somebody who's who's um in a band or something, and I meet them once, and they're a bit offish with me, I'm cool with that. If I meet them again and they're offish with me, you know, it is what it is. But I meet them again, I've made my decision. You're a fucking asshole. It's yeah. as simple as that. <laughs> nice. There's no escape. That's, a good That's way. three yeah. chances, yeah. bro. Because nice. you know, you meet me and as that arguing with Juliet, it's I'm not a nice fucking guy. You know, you want to come up and take a selfie, it's not the fucking time, bro. Yeah, you know, I'm true. telling him it's not the time, bro. You know what I mean? And I see him outside and he go, no, what the fuck are we? still pissed off from before. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> That's the vibe, bro. Serious, bro. They're just oh. trying to be real, bro. And that's all about that. That's my whole career. Yeah. I've I've been about trying to be fucking real, like not not pretending you anything more. Like I said, if I'm going on stage, I'm wearing fucking black, golden, black, golden, green, fucking raisin, raven's wings, you know. But I'm gonna ask her like I am on my fucking Dennis yeah. Brown T-shirt. You know what I mean, bro? Just you know, I I want to be that guy. But at the same time, I don't want to lose touch with my fucking people around me, like you know what I mean. Yeah, well, it's that important mixture in there, finding the balance in between everything. Yeah. Because like obviously we're recording this, and you've invited us to your lovely humble abode, and there's a lot of uh, kind of just looking around, like kind of memorabilia and things you've kind of just taken from venues. Taken, that's and stuff. the word, stealing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like things I like fucking actually I stole that record player, right? <laughs> okay. From my infant school through the skylight in the school, I left it open and I went back for it. <laughs> at eight years of age. Oh wow. I I went God. through, I put, I, I listen to me now, right? I had to put two tables and a chair on top of it. I don't know why I never fucking killed myself and ain't a cripple today. Never falling down. And then handed it to my mate. Uh, but I wanted it. I never had one in the house. Oh, my brother had one and he was always fucking saying, touch my record, touch my record. Yeah. That's why I was like, I can't afford one. And my mother and father ain't buying me fucking shit. They wouldn't even buy me a bike. Yeah. I had to nick that too. <laughs> so I went through the sky roof, put two tables and a chair. Fucking, I, to this day, I think, how would wow, I do that? Yeah. I'm eight yeah. years of age, bro. Eight. Sounds like Mission Impossible. It was Mission Impossible. <laughs> I left the sky. I had to, listen, I was in school. I was eight, nine, ten. I had to fucking make sure. Because I, I was the chair monitor. So I had to make sure that, I, like, you know what I mean? I did everything. Yeah. Left the sky a little bit, a little bit. Went back at night. Fucking got it. Summer's afternoon. We got about 10 o'clock. Didn't tell my parents. Happy as Larry. And do you know why? That's the same fucking needle I had then, bro. Wow. Yeah, mate. Yeah, that record player there is something uh, that like i said i did yeah. that long it's in good condition you've definitely yeah. you've I, looked I just after played the, i just played the dub war album on there with richie and nice. signed these fucking things this sounds great wow. brilliant Beautiful. yeah that's the same record player <laughs> yeah you've got a fucking fantastic place i love well, it I, you know I, you know like i said already i don't know how long, i don't know how long this thing's gonna last but i'd like to you know like how the mummies buried himself <laughs> with their shit that's what i want to do but not like in mentally around me now like it's a good spot like check that shit out there sean Oh, nice. My Will Smith t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> I've had that a while too. You know what I mean? Yeah. Before the slap. Yeah. Free slap. Yeah, yeah. Before the slap. What did the five fingers say to the face, bitch? <laughs> slap. Fucking brilliant. <laughs> yeah, oh, before sorry, the slap. Charlie man. Murphy. I'm having yeah. too much fun. Charlie Murphy, mate. What a fucking... Yeah. So Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. 
Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Oh, yeah, I keep my memorabilia around me. I enjoy it. Um, it it's just something I, I, you know, I love to have, like, you know what I mean? But my, my, my missus... <laughs> will only let me decorate two rooms because otherwise right. the whole house would look like this. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? So she says, look, you can do the fucking downstairs toilet <laughs> yeah. and the fucking, and your stupid little place at the back. You like to sit and hide from the sun in the summer. Like, you know. Yeah. I've been lucky enough to come here before and your toilet amazed yeah. me. You've yeah, got your yeah, awards yeah. Oh, and you've got shit, your tour passes. I'll show yeah. you in a bit, bro. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty fucking, <laughs> yeah, it's pretty it's badass, bro. Yeah. Yeah. Every, basically from the Mannix when I was fucking, I remember walking up to James in town and going, all right, mate, what is? Look, I'm in a band, I am. And um, I use you in a band as well, look, you know? And um, um, I'd love to fucking support you. And my friend, I'm not a football fan, but I had a Man United t-shirt on. No? James said to me, well, you won't be supporting me with that t-shirt on. <laughs> I said, like, yeah. I said, boy, what? 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 Anyway, and, and then fast forward a few months, Richie, because Richie basically was a fan of Dub War. And um, yeah, so Richie fucking, yeah, he, he, was, he come to the shows. You know, when we played locally, he turned up and, he, you know, fucking looked very scared at the back, but he still turned up and did his thing. And he put our name forward for the tour when we had the tour, like, you know what I mean? When I, when, this, when the, the band was very young, yeah. you know, so I just got to give props for him for doing that to the band, you know? Is that nice to look back on and see, like, so many of, like, your musical idols being able to not only, like, appreciate what you do, but really... Like share that love a bit more because you've mentioned so many stories already. I'm yeah. sure. Oh, it's like, nice, bro. It's, it, yeah, that's a good feeling. You know what I mean? I always say to people, like a lot of like people, American bands say, you know what, man, you're my favorite. You know, my favorite vocalist. I, lo- I love this, your stage performances. Don't fucking tell me. Tell some cunt on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> fucking. You know I mean, bro. Oh yeah, thank you very much. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Post about it. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Don't tell yeah. me. Don't share post it. about it. So how good is that, I, bro? You're telling me that. I'm looking at. Right? I'm on that. <laughs> hey man, you know I've always don't tell me, bro. You're fucking the singer for so and so, like yeah. you know what I mean. From now on, I'm going like ah, right then. Do you get Twitter out then? Yeah. Post you like me, do you? Yeah. I'm going to do that myself. Yeah. Mate. Yeah. I've had that. I'll send you the link. Here's a link to the song. You're my favorite, bro. Yeah, I love to play with you. You're my favorite vocalist. Am I really? Because I tell you what, there's things I'd like Mandalian, man fucking Dandelion. I fucking post about that all the time, bro. My missus and my love for it, I post about that. Post about this, that bitch. Tell him, like, you know what I mean? Fucking right, like. Yeah, it does piss me off. Because yeah. I'm talking fucking hard-hitting people. I go, who got on fucking top of the pops? If I had, fuck, if I had one witch and time machine, we'd go on top of the pops and play a fucking dub war tune. Oh, never went nowhere near there. Oh, Jules on it. never fucking cared about old dub war, bro. Get back to Wells, cunt face. That's all I ever got. You know what I mean? I don't know. I mean, that's something I would have loved to have, like, you know what I mean? I mean, the closest we got Dub War, the closest we got the fucking the chats was number 41. Oh, <laughs> that's, oh that's fucking... <laughs> number 41, but I mean, we sat oh, in the cafe right. in Newport 
the four of us around the fucking radio and we're thinking, fuck, is it we're number audio? one. You listen to the top of the bottom, boys. <laughs> <laughs> All thinking, yeah, we're fucking... Instagram. Number what? Biggest band. Fucking. Yeah. No fucking number one's fucking. There was some band fucking upside down or some shit. Yeah. And number one is. I'm like, it's fucking double. Oh. No, uh, that was funny as fuck. I put fuck. that in a fucking movie for sure. That's <laughs> fucking brilliant. Yeah. Oh. oh, there's so many. There's so many moments like that. But we mentioned kind of the music and how much that means to you. And I feel like going back to what I was saying earlier, like. Uh, with the live performance, I feel like if a skin dread dub war, it's always a place where you see so many different types of people coming together yeah. to enjoy those different elements of influences and everything you've got going on. On the grander scale of things, is that something you're more proud of? Is that I, I get the fuck out of here, whatever you want? That's a that? different don't that is dragonfly. Dragonfly, get out of here, bro. <laughs> Ain't nothing in here for you, no food or nothing. Thank you. <laughs> Goodbye. Well, I'm I am very, very, what's it called? For bringing, because I, I look at skin dread like Andabwa, like something that will bring people, like a bridge builder, you know, and that's something I, I, I see people, you know, I see, you know, dreads and fucking gals shaking their booty and winding up, and I also see metalheads doing horns and fucking doing the pit thing, and I think to the same song, yeah. that's enough. That is that is an achievement, yeah. you know, and that's something I always wanted to do, and I, you know. You know, and, and another thing is generations. I love to see the kid, the father and the son. It's like yeah. the Jesus and the, father and the Holy Ghost. Yeah. Turned up. But I love to see them generations. I like to go out and talk to people and spend time with people, not hide away on tour. I think that's fucking the worst thing you can do, like, you know what I mean? Because it's boring enough as it is. Yeah. Fucking sat in a room with them cunts for the rest of my life. You know what I mean? I want to go out and meet the people who's actually buying a record, get the t-shirts and interact with them. Because if you write about stuff you write about people you never know what stories you're going to hear to inspire you like you know the internet is one thing but a real person you can't beat that you know what i mean because you know you can get inspired and read something on the internet and do your research but talking to someone and their story of whatever it may be up or down inspires you to go away oh fuck and write something about that and i've had that so many times over the years um with 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 double and skin dread and that's the, for me it's the social aspect the political thing i don't know nothing about it i don't fucking check for politics whatsoever i never voted i can't complain about none of the shit but i know it ain't right you know what i'm saying and um the way i look at it i can't remember i lost my trail of thought if that i write about my life and the way i see it and I, I, the po politics and that i avoid a lot of people say oh they're political i fucking I, I'm, not, I'm too stupid to be political bro you know what I mean? So I, I look at the music I've written and the stuff I've written more of a social thing. You know, I write about my next door neighbor fucking music, m my music being too loud for him. Yeah. Or I write about my fucking mate's sister who, whose husband buses her up every fucking time he has a drink and stuff. like. I just write like that, you know, I just more so that's that's and I prefer it's not for me. It's not politics. It's just choosing to write about stuff. Stuff will make people think a little. You know, what I mean, like I know what I'm doing is like, but when you read that fucking shit, you're like, my God, this nigga saying some fucking intelligence. It is like, you know what I mean? And that's something which, which is what I call thought provoking. You know what I mean? And I like that in music to make you think a little. Well, yeah, like you said, like you've brought so many people together, I guess. And like download this year was absolutely fucking insane. Yeah. Bro. Yeah. I mean, you've got to be headlining soon. <laughs> I, you know, I said before I'm 60, I like to headline. I would mm. fucking definitely, Mr. Coppin, you can't come on, sort it out. Like, come on, Andy. Come on, Andy. Come on, and <laughs> work on it, bro. Yeah. I mean, like, I'd like to, you know, and like, like Ali talks about, oh, what production will we use? Bro, I don't want no fucking production, no fucking <laughs> fireworks and that shit. I don't care about that. It's the songs and a good time. Yeah. And you can't miss that. And I, like I say to people, we might not be fucking, um, 
I'm so shank. I was going to say them Ramstein. You would not be fucking Andy Dufresne. You know what I mean? We might not be Morgan Freeman, but we have a good time. No, what I'm saying is like yeah. Ramstein and all these things, the fireworks and all that. I don't care about that, bro. I tell you about people's souls and the love and the fun. Like, you know, I mean, I love watching that fucking circus of fire and all that. But it's, I personally, I don't want that. I want a backdrop like Rage Against the Machine. Says Skin Dread, the crowd, some burning lights fucking with a little bit, maybe a little confetti at the end. Fuck you. You know what I mean? That's about it. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? And, that, and that's the way I look at it. Yeah. And I, I know for a fact we'd bring, we'd bring a good time. You know what I mean? We might not be that band that sold a million copies of, of any record we ever released, but we know we'd leave people on a Saturday night leaving that festival going, fucking, I had a good time. You know, I said to someone the other day, he's, he's on stage. Uh, I, I looked at the crowd and it's not just a crowd. It's, it's people like these, these, these people have been to work and tried and struggled to get to this concert. And some of them fucking robbed the ticket. And there's all these millions of stories in front of you. You know, and I always think to reach out to a soul and share that, that special time with us. I mean it. I mean it's, it. To me, it's, it's very important. They walk away going, my life is a little bit fucking better for watching that band. Yeah. I think it's, and I, I mean, I don't know what it is, but I really believe that. I want your fucking money. Don't get me wrong, but I want to empower you with something to go, you know what? I went to see fucking darkness and I didn't feel like this. I went to see fucking Pantera. I didn't feel like this. I wanted to be tiny little bit fucking the spiritual uplifting experience. You know, and that's why I'm so passionate about when I'm up there. Like, you know, and I notice people go, put it by engineer. I'm not fucking taking my t-shirt off. It might be good, but it's not that good. But I don't know what they're thinking in that when they go home. I fucking wish I did. Yeah. I wish I did. I wish I had a good time like everyone else. What the fuck am I trying to be cool for? My food and for everyone else is wrong. He's doing the fucking stupid get down. Everyone else is doing laying on the floor with him. Why am I doing it? And I want that, I want that, that, that feeling that, you know what I mean? And I think that's what music is about is sharing the, re the real love and the passion where you got. You know, like I said, don't get me wrong. I love fucking, I want people to buy the record. I want some money. I fucking like money. You know what I mean? <laughs> but at the same time, I do feel like, a sp and then, not, not like a, God thing or anything but like I feel like I have to empower people in some way not just play a song for them yeah. you know what I mean oh, I'm, yeah well, I've genuinely never ever been to a bad Skindred show and I must have been to fair amount or oh, a fair it? few yeah fair fair well I mean like I said it, and I can't say that for well, nearly, I, I don't nearly, have, I'll be honest you know what Sean I don't have bad shows mate I, I honestly don't I mean when it was me and my fucking sister in my sister's bedroom with her brush singing fucking Elvis I was having a great time yeah. So why couldn't that happen in front of fucking 10,000 people or even 6,000 people or even fucking 10 in a pub? Yeah. You know what I mean? So, and that's the vibe for me. I mean, I take my back way back when there was no one there, no one interested, no one cared. That's worth fucking, you know, giving it all you got for, you know? But yeah, yeah but, but it's that mentality that has led to these shows and these these things where people have are having spiritual moments and are falling in love with skin dread and fucking having a laugh and that's where all of this has come from like it's fucking I think so brilliant. bro I mean I mean I think being an orphan is fucking being a good thing you know as much as like, my parents died when I was a little boy I mean my mother was dead when I was seven my dad was dead when I was 11 and I was left with my fucking weed smoking 21 year old brother to bring me up so I always seek love because I did my brother wasn't the sucking the, come here and give me a coach he wasn't that guy like he was more like go to the shop and give me some Rizla yeah, <laughs> do you know right, what I mean okay, yeah. he wasn't yeah, he yeah. wasn't the coachy guy and I, I come from fucking the parents who were tactile who were loving and all that so I think it's not like it's not the gap thing people talk about it's not a gap but I just feel like showing that kind of love is, is important mm, to me yeah. like, you know what I mean yeah, yeah and, and it goes back to it because like as I said there's so many different kinds of people at these shows it doesn't matter their age their kind of 
gender, race, whatever. Like, I love it. This, I know friends who don't really like metal music, but if you're playing a festival, they're there. That's like, what I'm saying. And, and, and I think I think it's, this, like I said, it's the uplifting thing that we do like. I mean, that's, well, I've, I was with that woman from America. She drove me fucking nuts. What are you doing now? Who are you with now? What are you, I don't I'd seen that picture you took on fucking, on fucking MySpace. I don't like that. <laughs> do you know what I mean? I've been with someone like that and had like, you know, the most, it's abusive. You know, and I've been in a relationship which has been abusive where you can do this and you can do that and you can do that. But yet, when I go on stage, I wouldn't let you know what I'm going through. I won't go on stage and say, yeah, I've had a really shit day with her today. Yeah. You know, anyway, sorry, anyway this, here comes rap race. <laughs> <laughs> it's like exactly, you know what I mean? I just, I, that is my escape. You, f- all right, love, all right, sorry. Bam! And I get the power and I get the vibe and high, get back off. All right, live. No, fuck. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> but, but that's abuse yeah. and that's mental abuse. And there's a lot of fucking people suffering with that shit. You know, you go for go to it's like you see a girl in the gym and you talk to her all the time, and then you see her every time with a boyfriend, she goes, All right. <laughs> what? What the fuck, man? And this is perfect sign. Because if she wasn't, you're having such a good vibe with her. Why wouldn't she be like that when she, you know what I mean? Because I know if I see someone, I'm like, yeah, walk one, yeah. no matter where it is. But when she's like, oh, fucking hell, he's coming towards me. I love you, all right? Yeah, I'm good. Hang on a minute. Yeah. Fucking Barbara from the gym, right? Oh, someone stole you. Yeah. But people, like I said, it's, it's people got to go through a lot of abuse. And I think sometimes coming to the Skindred show will, will lift that burden for a minute. Yeah, you know what 100%. I mean? 100%. Yeah, if anybody's listening to this and you haven't seen Skindred, <laughs> number one, uh, what's wrong with you? Number two, sort that out. Yeah, come and see us, man. We're good. Yeah. We're good. Oh, that was cool, man. We, we, we got some good love for people, man. It's cool. Not good. You're, uh, you're under, <laughs> underappreciated. Hey, man. Hey, man. Fantastic. You know, that, but they say all the good ones fucking... My sister used to say, God rest her soul, you love me when I'm dead. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? When you're there, you, you know, we only got no, the minute where it is. And I appreciate that. I appreciate you saying it. I genuinely believe it. You know, I got the devil on my shoulder saying, everyone who says you're good, they're lying. But, you know, that's the fucking insecurity of the man. You know what I mean? But... And I got that too, you know what I mean? As much as I'm fucking, you know, I got that. Yeah, he's good. No, you're not, you wanker. You're fucking shit. You know what I mean? But that's the thing. Like, I think, I think a lot of people don't get, like, like, like your sister said, I guess, like, don't get their flowers when they're here. Like, they don't get flowers. Flowers, bro. I like that. You I don't like get that. appreciated. I, that's enough. why with um, a song called Saying It Now that we do, I don't know if you've heard that. Or, yeah, I'll tell yeah. you, you know what I mean? And it's quite, it's for me, it's quite appropriate because. I was on the road playing music, doing an album, blah, blah, blah. And a friend of mine, good friend, it was someone who I'd see like a day like this. I'd be running, so I was out the back drinking tea going, it's fucking boiling, bro. <laughs> oh my God, I can't start. Can't wait for the winter bench. I can't wait for the-. And that was Sean, like one of my crowd. And, and when he got sick, I went to see him, uh, but I didn't know he was sick at the time. He said, I got cancer, bro. And I said, what? He said, I got cancer, I have, bro. I said, nah, bro. He said, listen, because I used to go and see him, like, but I know I was a couple of long talks coming. I said, I'll come and see you again, bro. Fucking no, Come and see you, like. And came home, long time, like, for, for a few weeks. Kept saying to him, I gotta go see Sean, man. I gotta go see Sean. I kept saying it. And my sister said, you better go fucking see that boy before he tell you know, because he's, he's not fucking well. You wanna go and see him? Go and see him, like. Put it off again, went on tour. And um, the day I got on my bike, I said, right, right up and fucking see Sean. I go see him, like. God damn, day, the day, the morning, I knocked the door, his wife said, he passed away, Benji. So it's like, fucking hell, you know what I mean? That was, that was, the, like, I went, I got you now and it's too late. And that's like you're saying, you, if you love somebody, tell them, no, man, it's no fucking big deal. You know, they gonna say, I don't care about you, like, fuck off or what, but at least you told them how you feel, like, sorry for spitting. Oh, yeah. No, no, yeah, of course. And I feel like that's such a good message 
to share to people. Yeah, as I think well. so. Yeah, I mean, if you're doing these kind of things, you got to have some sort of fucking sense in it. You know what I mean? Or some sort of what's going on? Because everybody you're talking to, they got a reason for doing what they're doing, all for being who they are. Like, and I think it's good that people want to know that, so they're not on your own. Like, like that song says, "You ain't lonely. You're not the only one who's lonely. Every fucker is. You know what I mean? So it's good to share that, to know that. You know what I mean? And people just see you on stage. He's happy all the time. No, I'm not fucking happy all the time. <laughs> you know what I mean? And that's what we need to share. Like, not just fucking the, the the untouchable rock thing that you could never touch. You could never be. I think that's bollocks. Like, that's the thing. I think yeah. Well, that's the thing. With it being 2022 now and social media and all this shit, like we've got so much exposure to our rock stars now like thinking back when i was 16 right i couldn't have got in touch with fred durst no, you in couldn't any way shape or form right? <laughs> yeah that's it that's it and now i instagram him is he on yet is he coming no. on no he's fucking liked him he liked every post i fucking sent him well there you go prick come on yeah. I know it's not that it's not that i always fucking talk to people on facebook see yeah. if someone reaches out to me and says ben you know blah blah and they, 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 you know, so sorry to bother you. You're not bothering me, mate. I'm bored as fuck. <laughs> Thank you for contacting me. You know what I mean? So far, uh, I, I know you only got a limited time. Fuck you, know. what are you talking about? Someone else. I'm looking at the wrong for the other guys you must be talking about. I ain't got limited time. I'm sat here doing fuck all. Dying for someone to contact me. You know what I mean? Thank you, actually. Like, I leave a voicemail or something for them because I'm, I'm cool like that. You know what I mean? You don't. You know, just hide away. And yeah. there's people I reached out to, and I'm like, Chuck D, you can't. <laughs> Flavor Flav, you wang yeah. Please fucking talk to me. Like, you know what I mean? Nah. But like you said. Yes, yeah, so, yeah. So, yeah, it was mad back in the day you couldn't get that. But now, to see that, I think it's probably better. In a way, it's there's positive and negatives to it. The positives I see to it is that you can now see that rock stars, like you said, when, when you know, you're not always having a good time. Yeah. Whereas well, that's cool, back in it? the day, you, you just think Axl Rose was constantly happy. Yeah. <laughs> don't, don't get me wrong. Yeah, exactly. He was constantly cool. Yeah, but that's yeah, yeah, probably. Yeah. You know, like in my mind, like Fred was just laughing going on the streets. Like, ah, ah, ah. <laughs> right, then, No, you're just like, oh, you know, he unposted for a few days. Oh, is he all right? right? Yeah, that's <laughs> true, yeah. It's true, man. Yeah. It's fucking true. Serious. I mean, sometimes people read things wrong. Like I go, I'm talking about something and it's slightly... um. A bit downer, and they go, "Are you all right, Benj? You are." It's nice that they 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 want to know, but it's true though, isn't it? Like, are you okay? Everything all right, Benj? Yeah, it's cool. I'm just oh, fucking, man. fucking. <laughs> I got a fucking cane over, and I'm fucking depressed. What's wrong from me? <laughs> but I'm sure you've had a lot of those kind of messages from fans as well, because I know there's one story in particular where someone wrote you a letter. I think it's a fan from Newcastle, and they were kind of really. Um, they're having a really down time and just letting you know that your music kind of like yeah, saved yeah, them. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It was a TV show as well. Someone from Skagness or somewhere like that right, yeah. uh, was really depressed and, they, they, you know, they was on the TV talking about how the you know, skin dread brought them through and that's, you know, I mean, that's priceless, man. Yeah. Fuck. You know what I'm saying? That's I priceless. <laughs> yeah, I got one as well, bro. <laughs> Must be on the same goosey level. <laughs> yeah. That's, yeah. yeah, it's just, it's mad, isn't it? Yeah, it, it, like I said already, it's a position you got to be, I think you got to use to, um, just to empower people, I think, especially in this day, and they're just all fucking mental, and like with Russia and all these assholes going on like they're fucking gods. So you just gotta, you gotta give people something that it's like this morning. Funny enough, boys, I was in, don't say I wasn't working. I was, I was on the machine, but I wrote a little thing this morning, and it says I can't read my own writing, and I'm dyslexic as well. So like this morning, I was on the machine and said it's the first of the month today, people. The first of the month is the best date to start anything fucking new. So what I think. 
the first of the month is an incredible opportunity to cut some fucking shit you don't want to do anymore out of your life. Could be smoking, sniffing, cheating, lying, eating, injecting. Today is your day, bro. And just stop the fuckery. It's the first of the month. An opportunity to start afresh. You know That's what I'm saying? Nice. I got shit. And I told Kevin earlier on, I said, look, bro. You say, what is it? I said, I'm not fucking telling you. Because if I fuck up, you say, ah, you can, you're full of shit. Yeah. So, but, I, but the first is an opportunity to start afresh. And, I, and I'm like, right, okay. I'm, I'm trying to think in my head and, it's, and, and, and I'm empowering myself. So it's a good opportunity to start. It's like, you, know, you fucked up every all the other 30 days you fucked <laughs> yeah. up. You got, you got a fresh new to start again. And I think that's cool. Yeah, no, that's great yeah. mentality. Yeah, that's really beautiful. That's lovely. Thanks for reading that. That's really, that's really beautiful. But we talked about like all these different kind of projects and stuff you've done over the years. And I wanted to just kind of get the the little um, the story behind um, you and Rob from Metallica's okay. band yeah, yeah, because yeah. Uh, I think that seemed to be such an interesting time when that originally came together yeah. again between Double Ending and Skendred starting. Obviously, you know, you've gone on to do your career. He's gone to join Metallica. That was pretty cool. Huh? <laughs> um, what are they doing? Are they he's still <laughs> fucking moaning. You know I'm saying? He's, he's still moaning, moaning like you. All your managers are country, your bandmates are wankers. He's still like me and you, bro, which yeah. is great. Yeah, me and Robert run way back. You know what yeah, I mean? But it must be nice every now and again. You get to go and do those bro, shows. And yeah, now and again when he connects to with me, it's fucking nice. Like, you know what I mean? Because I feel like you ain't forgotten me, even though he's in the biggest rock band in the world. Yeah. Fucking Stranger Things have made him bigger. <laughs> you know? And I like that, you know, but he'll call me and go, what's up, G, blah, blah, what are you doing? Those are kids, blah, blah, blah. And it's nice, you know what I mean? But it started, we were, uh, me and Rishi got off stage in Australia and we was in a beautiful dressing room called the Broom Cupboard, changing for the, <laughs> changing, right? And um, the door knocked and I said, fucking nice. said, come on, it's just me and you, there's no other cunt's going to fit in you, you know what I mean, bro? <laughs> the door knocked and this little guy stood in the doorway, well, you look at the time, right? Stood there going, hey man, great show, great show. I said, bro, give me a minute, like. <laughs> yeah. you know, it, was, it was like a scene from fucking, um, from um, the, the lock stock, because I'm going, yeah. bro, give me a minute, like. <laughs> I look back and she's going, that's Robert Trio. <laughs> that's Robert Trio. I said, who? said, the guy managed to be fucking suicidal and blah, blah, blah. I said, never heard of him, bro. Anyway, so they came out the dressing room. He came up and he said, look, man, I just want you to know I'm a massive double fan. I'm on tour with my band at the moment in Australia and we're playing down the road, blah, blah, blah. And I got a tape, I got a cassette for you. Oh, yeah. I got a cassette, um, some stuff I've been writing with a friend of mine. Um, we're looking for you. If you, if you fancy, he said, we're trying to get all different vocalists to sing on this album. Like, you know, and I said, he said, if you fancy singing one of the songs or you can write to one of the songs, feel free. You know, I said, oh, like, well, um, I took the post, I took the cassette and didn't play it for ages. Like, so the one day, Richie said, oh, that'd be good stuff. That will, bro. That'd be really good stuff. So I said, all right. Well, you know, a couple of weeks later, I put it on and it was good. It was really good. I was like, wow. And I didn't write one song. I wrote about fucking 20. I wrote that. You know what I mean? I just kept writing and writing to it. And it was good. So I sent it back to him and it was great. Phone calls were great back in the day, innit? You miss it, pick up a phone. You'd have to go, who is it? <laughs> you know what I mean? I said, love that. Who is it? Ring, ring. Get the phone, love. Ring, ring. Get who is it? <laughs> Rob Tool? Yeah. I said, is that a guy from Fuel? <laughs> yeah. She said, I know. Is that a fella from the back of the wall, <laughs> So we just fucking, you know, he said, got the tape. He said, I got the tape. He said, listen, give me your address. I want to send you a ticket to come to Los Angeles now. I was like, I'm rocks now. Yeah, and that was it. And I went over and we went in the studio and recorded a bunch of the songs. 
you know, I met a bunch of other people who are still in my life. Fucking, you know, I mean, you go to Los Angeles for the first time, you meet these fucking you're in a very creative circle, even though we weren't in Metallica at that time. All the people who are around you are really creative. You've got Shani Smith, who's this great actress. you got her, her husband, um, Jason Raposo, who's a great photographer, uh, what they call a surf photographer. And he's got, you got to get him on you, bro. He's for he'll, he'll kill you with stories, oh, wow. bro. Serious. I said, I watched that American Made the other week and I thought, my bridge and Jason's story would be as long as this. I mean, like, from he's a scouser. Married a Hollywood actress, lived in fucking Holly, lived in fucking t t whatever it is, what they call it, Malibu, in a big house, mansion, kind of fucking beautiful place. He been a prison in fucking in Mexico and deported. Oh, he got a story in Afro. Brad, the first time I ever met him, he told me about he was a kid and lit up in Alaska, near Alaska, and there he was on one of them fucking deadliest catches ships. And he said him and another kid went on the ship, right, yeah. to do some shit. Uh, to work as like a deckhand. Yeah. Said so the one day they put in put in the boat and put in the fucking the net in it like that. He turned back, he was gone. She took him. Gone. Said to the guy, he said George just fell over, he said it's fuck all we can do about it. So we gotta go. So we can't turn back and look for him, like. Fuck. Yeah, that's yeah, a two man. motherfucking story. And he got that's just one. <laughs> yeah, that's one. So I met him. Yeah. All these doors were opening up, some really cool people. You know, I got to meet the Osbournes, and you know what I mean? So, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's a magical time, like, you know what I mean? And I come back, and then me and Dan started to start the skin yeah. properly, like, you know? Nice. Yeah. Yeah, it's nice that you get to still do that. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Again. But yeah. the connections made is the nice yeah. because they're still in your life in, in mm. some way or another, which is nice, like, yeah. you know? And on the other side of that, like over recent years, you've, I know you've done like a lot of work with kind of upcoming bands and younger musicians. Mm -hmm. Some of them have gone on to do like really good things. I mean, Jamie from Bullet has said to us before that you kind of helped him to really scream. He never screamed before yeah, until yeah, you yeah. told him to yeah, do well, it. Yeah, well, he kept fucking blowing his voice, didn't he? And I'm saying, bro, <laughs> what are you doing? I'm screaming on stage and my voice is gone. I said, bro, just use the mic. <laughs> <laughs> Is that how you're doing? <laughs> yeah. That loud? Yes. The mic's doing the work and stuff like that. But Jamie, Jamie and me, like from the first time I ever met him, uh, you, you know, when he was in Revoker, you know, I, I wanted to do something with him. And, it, and, you know, I spent the time producing that record. Like, I haven't done another one. I don't know why, but like, but it was a good time. It was a good time. Yeah. Is it quite nice for you, though, when you get those chances to work with younger bands yeah, and those kind of I stuff? Yeah, I think it's important to work with younger bands. It's called, a lot of people fucking, they get up the top of the ladder and they pull it up, the bastards. Yeah. You know, I'm all about fucking letting, helping people up there as well. Like, you know what I mean? Like, the best, I send demos all the time to different labels. They don't always catch it. Yeah, I do all the time. I always, like, if I know someone, a band is coming up and they're strong and they've got a lot of spirit. Like, uh, what is the band called at the moment? Florence Black. Yeah. I really spend a lot of time trying to get them, their, their stuff off, you know, to different labels. You know what I mean? I send it to Eric. I send it to some other ones as well. So I think it's important to, I mean, you can't do it for everybody and you've got to find, there's got to be some sort of passion for you to want to do it. Like, you know what I mean? But yeah, I'm glad. And Florence Black are on tour. Uh, i seen them recently and, uh, you know, it's just, it's just lovely to see, like, you know what I mean? Uh, there's a few more bands that I'd like to help, but sometimes your hands are tired. I can't help my own fucking kids. I'm on yours. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And that's the way it is. Yeah. You know? well, speaking of producing then, I remember you were in some stories about you playing some tricks on the producer Howard Benson oh, and yeah. stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Howard, Benson, <laughs> Howard, Benson, Howard, Benson, Howard Benson was a trip. I mean, he must to me, <laughs> he must have looked at me and thought I was a fucking trip, but he was as well. So the one thing that got me with Howard, was in a studio, he was in a studio recording. I did all the, all the lead vocals. I said, oh yeah, fucking do some harmonies in a minute. What? So do some harmonies. What? 
So what's wrong with you? Fucking deaf? You sound like a parrot. What? 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 <laughs> you shouldn't be predicting this. I said, yeah, yeah. 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 I said well, he said, I can't understand you. I said, you're going to be doing some harmonies in a minute. Sorry, man. I said, no, you're taking a piss. I said, harmonies, bro. Harmonies? Harmonies? I said, yeah. I'm going to do some harmonies, bro. And this guy's looking at me, fucking player. He said, anyone? Anyone? <laughs> <laughs> and Dan's laughing. I go, he said, what are you saying, man? I said, should I write it down? Got a bit of paper, wrote it down. Held it up. He went, harmonies, man. What the fuck? <laughs> I said, I fucking said harmonies, bro. Yeah, so the one time we was in the, in the studio, he's a very show off and off. You know, I mean, he, he keeps he used the same studio about six or seven times, and the studio like you know he's bringing money in the studio, so they're happy with him. So on the, uh, every in the parking spaces, right? They had all their parking spaces, and I'm like, one day I'm out there, I'm, I'm sat there watching him. Just he's pulled up. Look at him showing off. Like he says, I can give the guys the guy. You know the guy with uh, the tape hop. I can give him uh, my card, and he knows my number, and he won't even rob me. And I just, well, you know, fucking show off, mate. Then you really show off. And um, one morning, I was in the store cupboard. You get bored in the studio. He'll yeah, sh- oh, yeah. tell you, you're yeah, bored. Yeah. Like, if you open doors, you fucking shouldn't. <laughs> so I open the door, and there's a fucking, the spray that they use to write Howard Benson on the on the um, thing, right? Yeah. On the floor, yeah. where there's parking spaces. And they've got a nice font for him and all <laughs> that. And this lovely font, and they've held it down, know, and gonna- they've stenciled it all nice like a... Well, I found that paint, didn't I, right? So I'm like... <laughs> God, there we go. So I walk, and he pissed me off a couple of times right. in different aspects. I go, right, again, I can't know. So I wrote, oh, it's got like, you know, Richard Smith, this one, that one, that one, this and that. I said, Howard Benson. I got the spray and I wrote, is a wanker. <laughs> <laughs> and he came and he went, hey, man. <laughs> I said, I know nothing about it, Rob. I said, I stand. He's fucking had the paint last. I seen him with it. <laughs> And then the next morning I come, no one mentioned, and they fucking painted over it like. Oh you know what I mean? man! Did he get upset about that? Or was no, he. I like being called a wanker, man. Oh, <laughs> oh, nice. American man, I love being called a wanker. <laughs> Call me a wanker again, man. <laughs> Great word, wanker. People don't say that enough over here. I know, mate. Because <laughs> they're wankers. <laughs> yeah, no, but oh. yeah, Howard Benson was. I mean, I mean, it's funny because you know producers are fucking weird people. You know, when I recorded um, Babylon, right, um, with Howard Benson. There's a bunch of songs we recorded and it was three or four of them that he said to me, you know what, Um, I'm going to leave these tracks here because I don't think they're ever going to be singles. So I'm going to leave these to the engineer. I go, okay, bro, that's cool. If that's what you want to do. I said, well, it's what it is. I said, yeah, you know, you're doing the Jamaican stuff a bit too much. You know, okay, okay, okay. He said, so I'm going to, you know, I don't think it's ever going to get much radio play. So I said, all right, no, I'll do it with a, I'll do it with a kid, like, do it with the engineer. Okay. Went in the studio, recorded it. Track I did with the engineer that I would say was one good. That was nobody. No. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking glad he didn't do it in the end because it would have been like, nobody gets out of here. <laughs> Some of them are coming, they won't wreck this. Lord have mercy. Please, but hey man, you, you know when you do the, you know, some of them are coming, could you do it like, some of them are coming, them are trying dog we out. No, bro. And that's, that, that's, that's yeah. pronunciation because uh, he's don't work. <laughs> you know, so that I, I think, you know, you miss a trick. He missed the trick. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, you know, it's done now. We did a video. People, millions of people viewed the song, you know, and it's cool. Like, and, I, and I dig it. And, you know, the songs, it's funny because the songs he did, man, he was going to fucking champion him do the vocals for it. They didn't do shit. You know what I mean? So it says it all. Like, you know what I mean? I think people dig what they do and it's fuck all you can do. So did he have no involvement in nobody then? 
Well, he arranged it in a room. Yeah. Uh, we we spent a lot of time um, on the Babylon in Newport before we went to America with the, with the. Um, it was very. It was beautiful because I never experienced this before. When we signed to, um, can't remember them. Um, we signed to this label, Beeler Brothers. You no, know, before that, we were signed to a bigger label in the UK, and we had a and we were they called it a development deal. And I was like, wow, okay. So they sort of give you a couple of quid. And you spent a lot of time, and with with Skin Dread, I'll be honest with you, with Jeff and Ginger in the band, we spent a lot of time in our room. You know, we we actually, you know, we actually was we actually was in the room from ten in the morning till about nine, playing these songs and going over and demoing. And they were learning their craft because later on they became engineers, didn't they, and stuff, you know. And they were learning like on a Fostex how to record and bounce the vocals over. And I remember doing that. We did that a lot with them, and I felt part of the team at that point. You know what I mean? And it was really good. I can't remember what I was going to say, but I think yeah, with the development thing, like it's something that doesn't happen like I like it used to. And having Peer Keeman, who was a, uh, a Scandinavian guy, he was our A and R man, and he came down and he really sculptured them songs. And before we got to America, he he was championing all the fucking, all the ragga stuff and really saying to me, you know, ah, the melody is important and stuff like that. And he really put a lot of energy and time. He come down every Friday, it was nuts, because we'd have a Chinese oh. with him every Friday night <laughs> for a month or two, like, and then we went to America. And yeah, so we developed, he developed the sound of Skin Dread on the first record, definitely. And it was hands-on as well. Where I don't think it's like that now. You just say, here's the record, and they go, okay, cool, cool. But we was really pushing the songs apart and pulling them, but try this part by year. And I think you get, you, I mean, talking about getting to the chorus quicker and stuff like that. And we don't get that now. I think with Howard Benson, he was really good because he, he had this radio thing going on. So that taught us when we went away from him, we took the lessons of life and recording and, and they get into the chorus quicker and all that stuff. Because you don't know that. I mean, sometimes I get demos from bands. It's fucking ages before they get to the chorus. I'm like, oh, bro, I'm fucking, you know, I, you know my, my face is like this when I watch Tool. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I don't get it, bro. No, you, you gotta, I and I love that. I love, I love the radio song. And I think I would... And Pierre gave that to me, and if you because you listen to our arrangements, they're pretty good for the band that's doing it on their own. Most of the time, yeah. You know? Well, we've recently did a podcast with Brent from Shine Down. Okay. Because he had a developmental deal around him. Okay. So basically, he was in his first band, signed to Univer- Universal Atlantic, Atlantic signed to Atlantic. Then the band. What was the name to- of his first band then? Oh, good question. They weren't together very long, but then. The guy, his A&R fella kept him and then built a band around him or whatever so this is only the second time this is like a developmental deal yeah, that's what I'm saying I mean we were a band so. like it didn't yeah. no one else come or, or went but yeah. the way how they built the songs it, it was not just thrown together in a studio it was a lot of time went into it you know what I mean and that's something we all do forget because it's easy for someone to listen to a song and go fucking shit See, and oh, that's new album's crap, isn't it? People don't know the pain that people have been through putting it together it's like do you know what I always wish that when some, some one of the audience if I could go and watch them work yeah. Stand, yeah. and stand in an office that's going, crap, oh, isn't it? come on sort that because <laughs> <laughs> that's we're vulnerable as artists yeah. Yeah. and we've got the only gig where people can say wanker yeah. you know, when I go to your garage you're changing a tyre oh checkmate <laughs> you know what I mean and it's not fair and I do always think that like when we've played with bands really bad bands I won't name them but really shit bands and they're going down terrible and the audience is like fucking crap I always go on and say oh oh if you do you want a fiver? I'll give you a fiver, get yourself a drink and wait till they fucking finish. Be nice now. Yeah. Ain't no need for that being horrible. You might not like them and they don't like you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But there's no need to be horrible. Let them do their thing. If you, if you don't check for it, 
go out of the room until they finish and then the fucking whole audience left yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well Benj I absolutely love these stories um, just as we wind down here just a few last questions obviously the new Dub War album is coming out now you've said how pretty much of a passion project this has been but like when people check it out what's one thing you really hope they take away ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well hello fresh is your guilt-free dream come true baby it's me geeky palmer let's wake up those taste buds with hot juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi mm. hello fresh Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. ...from it more than anything. You know, I mean, the, the years of collaboration. I mean, the years of meeting friends. I hope they get the vibe of it. I mean, Mikey Gregg did a great job on the album. I mean, Ginge, Ginge Martin Ford, Monster Drummer. The reason why Ginge ain't on the record is because... Um, we fell out, but at the same time, we, um, his wife got real sick with MS and he's been taking care of her. And I, it wasn't, it wouldn't be fair to come, be, come back in the band, Ginge and all that, because I just think it's more important that he deals with his missus and stuff like that and gets that end of this, his life right. You know what I mean? But Mikey Gregg, I mean, it's for me personally, it's just, it, what they call it, like something of, um, uh, it's been a labor of love. Yeah. That's what they call it. And I, and I didn't understand that when I first heard the you before the album. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, I'm fucking serious. Yeah. You know? yeah. Cheers, bro. <laughs> yeah, but that's the vibe, man. That's, that is the vibe. Like, I just want people to have that. You know, I mean, I, like I said, it's all about Newport from the artwork. And I mean, I got, bro, in all honesty, when I, when I think about it, when I look at it, the artwork, I mean, Rankin Roger's on one of the songs. Now, Rankin Roger, when I was a little boy watching Top of the Pops and this band from Birmingham came on called The Beat yeah. with these white guys and these black guys doing this thing, I'm like, oh my God. And fast forward a few years later, I'm sat in a room talking to Rankin Roger about him being my, on my wall as a little boy growing up. And then me saying to him, you fancy doing a song with us? And he said, yeah, man. We started talking about reggae music and punk music and how it affected us. And next thing you know, um, you know I sent him the, the instrumental and he sent and he sent his vocals back and you know we did a collaboration and sadly a few months after he finished the collaboration he passed away like you know what i mean and then on the other hand i'm killing people like a motherfucker me <laughs> check this one out <laughs> this guy produced he mixed fucking the album for skin dread the first album he mixed he mixed the album because i would buy 
buttons and produced it yeah. but rick will mixed the album and he he did a song on the album called vibes in the place and he was supposed to do the whole album the motherfucker dropped dead you know he was gonna do it so then obviously richard jackson Welsh hero, beautiful sound guy. He knows what he's doing in the studio. You know, he did work with the Automatic in the early days and stuff. So, you know, he's brought some great Welsh bands um, success. Yeah. So we went and we went, basically we did it with him. He was mixing it and all that. Yeah, man. So, yeah, it's definitely an album with a story. Yeah. And plus, you know, like all them names on there, you know, all them great drummers and stuff. Yeah. Roy, I've never mentioned Roy as well. And Roy is a friend of mine through Robert. Uh, I met Roy through Robert Trujillo um, through the Mass Mental Project. I actually met him through doing the Soulfly stuff years ago, mm. and and then like you know when we finished the track, when we finished these albums, I thought I wonder if Roy would be down with it. And I sent the track to Roy, and he just come back and he did all his programming stuff. When you listen, to, if you listen to the track that Roy, he didn't just play drums on it; he did all the programming too because. He did um, the 666 Studio 666 for um, the Foo Fighters album. Yeah. So he did the soundtrack for that, which is great because I know these guys, they're hardworking guys and they do this stuff and it's a love that they do. And for him to get that movie, and uh, God rest, you know, God bless Taylor and all that shit. But um, for him to do that movie, it's pretty fucking, you know, That's pretty cool. Like, yeah. Yeah, and, it is. Yeah. And with all that, I mean, you've told so many stories about just being all over the world, but obviously Newport is such a special place to your heart. How crazy is it when you go somewhere like, I don't know, some Madden festivals at the other side of the world mm -hmm. and you've got people doing the Newport helicopter? Oh, it's fucking brilliant, mate. Yeah. Brilliant. I love the Newport helicopter. People say, uh, you know, I, I was, I said to the boys the other day, you know what, I'm going to stop doing that. I just, I've been doing it a long time now, fucking mm. 12 years or something like that. People love it. You can't. Love it. Yeah. Love it. I love telling them off as well. Take your fucking shit off the map. <laughs> <laughs> I love it, mate. My sister came to see me. She said, Clive Webb, that's my name. <laughs> Clive Webb, I tell you now, it's terrible when people pay for you to be naughty. <laughs> oh, She's like, pay if you was in school, you'd be fucking expelled. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Isn't it mad? Uh, yeah. yeah, no, that's what it is. That's though. exactly like, what she's, yeah. and that's what she's in it because she don't fucking like the music. Yeah, she's yeah. still like fucking Gladys Knight. You know what I mean? <laughs> ain't listening to fucking <laughs> Stadium Phonics or Corn. Yeah, you know what I mean. <laughs> so she just went and watched the concert and went. He's swearing and just being fucking naughty about, and they giving him money. Yeah, and that was the vibe. Well, like, what you, know? you could do is now you could <laughs> you could make it like you pretend. Well. Yeah. yeah, you hate the Newport helicopter. No, like, whatever you do, I don't want anybody to take it down. I don't know. No, I started do it. doing this one as well. When we finish the next number, ladies and gentlemen, please, I want you to do something for me. Human beings, do this for me. When we finish the number, I want you to boo us. Not clap or scream or cheer. Boo. We finished rap racing everything. It's fun, bro. Yes. It's fun. But that newborn helicopter. It's funny because I'll tell you the story quickly. The reason why it's called the newborn helicopter, because I played a festival, I think it was Sonosphere. I went up on stage and um I said, Let me hear it from the, the Irish. The Irish cheered. Let me hear it from the Scottish. The Scottish cheered. Let me hear it from uh, the English. The English cheered. And then I went on to do something else. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh. You know, my train of thought yeah, went yeah, on. Yeah. And I totally forgot about the Welsh, right? So I went in the pub on a Saturday and I said to Dave, Dave Coker, oh, Dave, is it not really noble? <laughs> I, <laughs> <laughs> I said, what? So he walked away. I said, I said to someone, I said, what the fuck's this problem? I said, Ben, we're just talking about about the band like in there yeah and nothing good mind we just had nothing good for and he says right he said he said bench what it is look you was on stage at Sonosphere and um 
you didn't mention like the Welsh, like you mentioned the English, Scottish. Well, you got ashamed of us or something. You? I said not a fucking toll. I said, bro, have you ever been in work and you lost a train of thought? I talk so fucking much on stage. I forgot to mention the Welsh after that. You know what I mean? And he said, we was all here waiting to cheer. <laughs> oh, sorry, bro, I didn't fucking mean it. And anyway, and then I was in download and I done the thing. I went, seen it on this old hip-hop video years ago with him North Carolina come on and raise up take your shirt off and wave it around your head like a helicopter and he said to me before we went on listen that wall of death thing don't do it because people damn it. and I said okay what am I going to do because we used to do that shit and I was on stage and we get to the breakdown and I said what am I going to do what am I going to do and this is off the cuff in fucking um, download go right everyone take off your garments hold them in the air <laughs> <laughs> hold them up like this and dance going <laughs> so I'm holding it up in the air Hold my, got my, got my shirt Say listen I'm going to count the four You're going to swing them round And we're going to do The new pop <laughs> yeah. And it's sort of You know And then now I go in the pub It's like New pop yeah. 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 You know what I mean? Yeah, a so, moment, like yeah. a moment yeah, Where you went on to a thing And now it's it And I said right I'm going to call it A new pop helicopter Well anyway I did that People fucking love them. They still it's crazy because they still love it to this mm, day. And me I mean too. passionately, like yeah. you're gonna do the newborn helicopter. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 I'm gonna do it like you know. Yeah, and that was the vibe of it. You know what I mean? And, and I, like I said, I did it the other day and I love it. I love doing yeah. it. I've I've literally been places and especially at festivals where people are like, right, well, I've got to have an extra t-shirt yeah, ready yeah. for us. People are bringing extra t-shirts <laughs> yes. to the like, Exactly. <laughs> I mean, what I want to do is get a load of, load of ripped up towels and fucking throw them down to them. Yeah, because so I know that some of the girls like, I'm taking my fucking top off again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I didn't mean oh, it. Like, oh. yeah. You bought a helicopter towel merch, mind. There you go. I got one in the attic. I'll show you later. Nice. <laughs> no, oh. Yeah, yeah. shaped as well. Good shape with the new yeah. helicopter yeah. written on there. That's a good idea. I mean, I'll put... I'll put that to the um because we're going out skin going. We're playing this a few shows. I'd like to do more. It's a shame with the double thing, I'll be honest with you, because I'd like to do more with the double album. But the skin dread stuff is coming soon. So I gotta I gotta sort of put this to bed. I wanna do I tell you one of my dreams is to fucking play a couple of shows with skin dread and blow them a fucking way mate <laughs> <laughs> me and my boys in double versus skin dread wow <laughs> yeah, I'm like down for, wow. yeah i'm down for that see give me like you know put a band on between us but like you know what i mean? give me a little breath you know if they get it because I, I, I know i got it in me yeah. half hour set the fucking dub war and then skin dread yeah you know get what the mean? dj on there there you go between. do the dj set as well oh <laughs> yeah good to do the yeah. <laughs> 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 i'm gonna lift this is like fucking oxygen yeah man but anyway i just want to say guys it's been a pleasure talking oh, to yeah, you yeah, thank dude, you for having us you know, yeah, uh, we yeah. opened doors i haven't been down in a fucking long time so that's good yes. <laughs> you know what i mean no but that's very good yeah thank you for um everything thank you for the music appreciate you coming on um thank you for the shows um, thank you for the um, moves I've nicked uh, that I've used <laughs> yeah. myself. It's good, man. Um, Pass it on. Listen, bro, I sit in that house watching fucking, listen to the names. I, the Max Brothers. Yeah. Fucking, the other one on the piano, the, the gay dude, fucking Dubarachi. Uh, he's Dubarachi, a, he's yeah. a sharp motherfucker. Yeah. Some of the shit I do, I steal from Lib. He's great, mate. Clark. Yeah, I watch all that old yeah. stuff. Dean, Dean Frank Sinatra, because a lot of people just see the ones on the news, but you go down and watch, you can find concerts, full concerts of them. And these are classy people. And I think I want to I wanna go down that road. You know, I don't want to be them, but I want to draw on that energy to pass it on. Like, you know what I mean? And you do, and you killer, fucking killer, killer. the best. Yeah, that's the, the vibe, brother. Well, cheers, yeah. thank you so much. Thank you, so man. Much. Appreciate you. Cheers. <laughs> Yes! Woo! I just realized as well, we didn't open this episode with Sapnin, or as it's known in Jamaica, 
Walk one. Yes. <laughs> but yes, what a fantastic conversation with the brilliant Benji Webb of Dub War and Skindred. Go and check out that latest Dub War album now. Well, not now. Wait, we got like four more minutes. Please hang about for us and then go check it out because it's fucking rocking. So yes, thank you very much to Benji Webb um, for chatting to us and letting us into his fantastic abode. Yes, it was a, a literally like a Benji Webb mansion with all the memorabilia and stuff. It was so cool to see. And it was just a really nice day for us to get together, sit in his outdoor garden thing and just chat all these mad stories. This reminded me of kind of like the really early episodes of the podcast when we got to, when we were traveling a lot to, to do things in, in person and stuff. It was just a, a really nice time. But yeah, Westgate and the Fire, the album is available now. Go and pick it up. New Skin Dread is coming very, very, very soon. So keep an eye out for that. And oh, Skin Dread. I, I know two people who do a snippet of the new Skin Dread. Do you know what? So do I. Do you? Yeah. They told me it was booming. It was booming. Um, and I got told that it's very good to dance to. There you go. There you go. <laughs> but, but Skin Dread will be touring arenas in the UK in December, supporting Volbeat. And on the lineup is Napalm Death, which is a mad package. <laughs> what? I was just about to say, because the thing is, right, at this point now, if I was an headline band, right, I'd be scared to take Skin Dread out, right? Oh, for sure. Like my chemical romance were to take the blackout out. <laughs> Not my words, the words of Jared Way. That's right, Jared. I'm saying it Ooh. in the British pronunciation because we are where the words came from. <laughs> Jared Way said... We were worried you were going to tire the crowd out before we got on. If I was any band, right, that I, like, you, you, they'd be fucked after Skin Dread. You'd think you'd have, like, you'd have to have, like, a tired, sleepy band, really. Like, Radiohead. You should have <laughs> Skin Dread supporting Radiohead. So people can just go, oh, thank God, I don't have to jump about. I could just listen to this fella now talk about how creepy he is. Well, Volbeat are bringing out Skin Dread as main support and opening as Napalm Death. So, you know, the yes. perfect mixture oh, that's true, package. Yeah going on there it starts it starts fucking madness and then just <laughs> sl- like gets to fucking bigger so- like mad bonkers what a mad to her it's the start in december 15th in glasgow and then heading to leeds cardiff nottingham and the massive wembley arena on the 20th of december so if you're looking for a christmas party probably go and check that out and i want to give a shout out to a lot of benji's work with some younger bands lately including as sirens fall sumo psycho and punk rock factory which he featured on a disney song and you know a lot about punk rock factory and disney songs sean no i know a lot about punk rock factory i know Hack all about Disney song. <laughs> so um, don't put that fucking evil on me, right? That's got nothing to do with me. I'm looking forward to going on tour with them in February, where I will be DJing there with uh, Welsh pop punkers say it anyway as well. So I cannot wait. It's going to be a fantastic time. Punkrockfactory.com. Uh, I know nothing about Disney songs, Mog. I can't <laughs> believe you tried to tarnish me with that. It's fine. I'll give you a, I'll give you a list of things to watch before February and you can no get updated fuck. on. Oh, cool. Thanks, bud. <laughs> and I will throw it straight in the bin. <laughs> Do me a favor. Send it to me this week. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because I'm going to get a new phone and I want to smash this one up. So. <laughs> All right, cool. I'll do that. I'll do that. But while, while we're mentioning things, uh, Sean, uh, your band Raiders have a couple of shows coming up for September that I think you should let people know about. 
Yes, thank you very much, Morgan. That was no way planned before we started talking. September the 4th, Raiders are playing like an all-day festival in Fuel Nightclub um, with... Oh, here we go. Sean trying to remember. Sean and his dementia brain trying to remember. Glass Harter playing. Fantastic Glass Harter playing. Our Hollow, Our Home are playing. They are. I know them. Do you? <laughs> Class. I like them a lot. Tell them I like... Oh, when you see them, tell them I like them a lot. Um, loads of bands playing in Fuel, in Cardiff, September the 4th. Come along. It's going to be fun. And then September the 17th, my band is headlining a gig for some reason in Bridgewater in the southwest of England. We're doing a full set, new songs. Oh, how popular song to date is going to be played, I think. We are being supported by three fantastic, fantastic bands, including my friend Mikey White's band, Fangs Out, who are opening. So get there early. So that's 4th of September, Cardiff, Fuel. 17th September, Bridgewater, The Cobblestones, which I failed to mention previously. <laughs> well, there you go. If anyone's looking for a, a, a night out in the UK, there's some dates for you there. But of course, uh, remember that if you enjoy this podcast, you want us to keep it going, you want to support us, you want maybe ask us some questions privately about some secrets about the podcast. Maybe you want some bonus episodes that we're not releasing to the public or maybe you just want to make some new friends in our wonderful patreon community please go and join our patreon at patreon.com forward slash sapnin it's the best way to help us continue making this podcast on the regular and one of the new bonuses recently was we had a mini podcast with your brother jay smith a renowned tour manager merch seller and van driver Yes, he, um, or as he's known to me, Glassjaw's tour manager, because, um, <laughs> one of my favorite bands, Glassjaw, once recognized me as the brother of our driver, not as the front man who spent 13 years in a band trying to get you to notice him. So, yeah, that was a good one. That was fun. Um, he says some mad stuff about who he's been touring with and stuff. I listened back the other day and it made me chuckle very much. So, yes, check out patreon.com forward slash happening you can give as little or as much as you want um if you are elon musk give it to us all give it all to us come on bud and then we'll fucking share it out but yes check out patreon.com forward slash happening and if you'd like to uh send us any questions or future guest ideas or things you might have missed out with guests so complaints basically get in touch with us at sapping pod on twitter instagram and well you could try tiktok but i check it every two weeks now so uh <laughs> Such a good start. Has anybody else had a bigger fall off on TikTok than us? First video, 2.2 million views. Next one, couple of hundred thousand. And now we're down to like 900 views on a video that's been out for weeks. I put a video out the other day and I was very, like, not happy with the response. Fact yeah, thing. it's fact. We don't Algorithms and yeah. Ugh, children. Yeah, <laughs> children, but yeah, no. check out um, uh, sapnin dot, uh, sapnin.com, not yet. Ooh. Oh, some kind of buyer now. Shit. <laughs> At Sapnin Pod on Twitter, Instagram, and all that stuff. Fuck, I gotta stop before I give if, other people more ideas. If you had the description of this episode, there's loads of names there from our Patreon that we do thank, but of course, we always end these episodes with a massive thank you from Sean, who gives a shout-out to the elite members of our Sapnin Podcast Patreon community. 
Yes, you heard that correctly. Only I am thanking you right now. There is no Morgan Richards thanking you <laughs> no, because he doesn't on. love you. He doesn't love I you like do. I do. Thank you very much, Kylie Wheeler. Don't talk over their names because that shows how much you don't love them, right? Compared to me, who loves them very, very much and more than Morgan does. Definitely more. Thank you very much, Kylie Wheeler, Mayumi Leibaway, Janelle Caston, Paul Hirschfield, Mitch Perry, Tony Michael, Dilly Grimwood, Kelly Owen, Emma Barber, Nathan Croshaw, Natasha Morris, Sammy G, Kat Besson, Dana Lasnava, Jenny Robinson, Murray Grimwood, Scott Jones, Kieran Olmey, Amy Dawson, Amy Louise, Tom Owen, Stuart McNaught, Kayla O'Sullivan. Again, get in touch with us. M. Evans Roberts, Caroline Robinson, thank you very much, Katie Puttock, Louis Cook, Martina McManus, Danny Eaton, Carl Pendlebury, James McNaught, Jenny Munster, Craigie Knoxville, Jason Aredia, John and Emma, Emily Perry, Kelly Cannon, Kalila Keane, Adam King of the Goss Parcelo, Ollie should probably say something funny you, Amesbury, and he managed not to. Thank you very much. Josh, what do you call James Bond in a bathtub? We had this last week. It, um, it was um, Bubble 07. Fucking hell, Josh, Bubble come 07, on. Change Chris. it, bud. Nah, he's crap. He's run out of him now, only. Thank you very much to the wonderful Alice Wood, Gary White, Reese Bowling, Kate Stevenson, Kyle giving up on Steve I Honey, going back to the, the theme tunes, David Smith. And last by no means, Connor Lewins. I want to give a shout out to Kyle there. Um, I'm giving up on the Steve Vai honey. Morgan, unless you've got any... Um I'm sending emails every couple of weeks just to remind them. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Now, right? We are fucking going, oh, he promised us something or we want it. We are literally... Like, the thing is, right, if people did this to the government, I think we'd be in a better place. If you were like, yeah. hey, you promised us after Brexit, everything will be cheaper. Everything's more expensive. And now, this winter, we might be having, <laughs> pardon the pun, blackouts. That's mad. Oh. But yeah, we should, yeah. Every week now, that's it. Steve Vai, where's his blood? I'm going to start tweeting at him, I think, from my account. <laughs> just every week. Every Friday, just give a new podcast is out. Steve Vai, where's the honey? Yeah, like, ah. the, like the comedian Limmy, right? At 12.45 p.m. every Friday, he has a tweet go out that says, check out Daft Punk, get... Uh, happy it's the sound of the summer so maybe if i just set one up to message him every tuesday out of the blue steve where's the honey you promised but the thing is if i if i forget to turn it off before i die that would just do that forever every tuesday wow but thank you everyone for listening (laughs) thank you patreon (laughs) for continuing to make this conversation then yeah sorry we'll be back next friday and every week with a very special guest today's episode has been very touching i'm really glad we got to do it peace love and enjoy your week and i'm glad we waited to be honest so we could go and meet up with benji and have this conversation like this so thank you again to benji webb dub war and skid dread for the music over the years and the inspiration you make me want to be a better front man and it'd be um, in a better band. <laughs> Come and see us, September the 4th, September the 17th. <laughs> Sapnin! Sapnin! Uh, we, like, we do like a laugh, eh? You're listening to Sapnin Podcast with Sean Smith and Morgan Richards. Thank you very much for downloading this podcast or streaming it or I don't I don't know what else you do with podcasts. Um, thank you very much.